Hi folks, welcome to episode 21 of my 59th minute FPL podcast, recording on Tuesday December 11th, so looking ahead to game week 17 coming up. If you're stumbling upon this podcast for the first time, you can follow me on Twitter at FPL General. Before I jump into the podcast, I just wanted to mention that I've had I've had a tune stuck in my head since the weekend and I just can't figure out what it is. It goes something like this. Just it's been wrecking my brain since Saturday, Saturday lunchtime. So if anyone can let me know what that song is, um that that would be great. Shoutouts first of all this week, um, I think it's a new record this week for 59th minute shoutouts, I've got 4 players, I don't think I've ever had 4 in one week. First up Tommy Smith from Huddersfield, 59th minute, uh, I think he went off injured. Uh, Ken Sima from Watford who was making his, his full debut in the Premier League, he came off for De La Feu last night, 59th minute. Adama Triori at Wolves as well and... And Wolves defender Roman Sice as well. So Nuno Espirito Santo made a double 59th minute substitution. So four, four shout-outs this week. I had a look. Uh, none of them have any 59th minute appearances earlier in the season. So Pascal Gross, I think, is still the only player who's on two. And I was keeping a close eye at the weekend to see would he come off early. I think he did come off early, but it was around the 80th minute or something like that. So he will get his third one before the season's out, I'm sure of it. Game week 16, finally had a game week to remember. Had my best game week of the season and it was badly needed uh, given the troubles I've had this season. I went into the game week, um, I banked a transfer going into the game week. I, I was looking at Arnie replacements and I just decided to just hold on to him and put him on the bench. So that left me with Danny Ward and Arnautovic on the bench. So two two dud players for the weekend with Juan Bissaka, the only playing sub I had but looking at my starting 11 I just felt that this was a week where I wouldn't need my bench and that's the way it turned out all 11 players played for me and one Bissaka stayed on the bench so that I'm glad I did that because I've got two transfers now for game week 17. The, the, the main reason I didn't sell Arnie was um, because I was looking ahead to game week 17 so I had three transfers in mind for this week which I'll talk about towards the end of the podcast and Arnie to Wilson was the the move I was going to make. If I, if I was going to get a striker to replace Arnautovic, Wilson was the one I wanted. But if I had gone for Wilson, it would have priced me out of the moves that I wanted to do this week. Um, so obviously that, that worked out well. Uh, Wilson missed out through injury, so I dodged a bullet there. And, you know, I can't imagine the pain I would have suffered if Wilson, you know, brought him in and then he was, he was ruled out through injury, given how much trolling he's done to me this season. But... So that's that's where I was at going into the game week. Scored 92 points. As I said, best game week of the season. I think it was uh, a game week rank of 119,000. So that's the best one I've had this season. That got me a rise from 339k to 142k. So a big jump in one game week. Uh, and as I said, it was much needed. So hopefully I can kick on now and, and build on the momentum. So that's... Three three green arrows in a row since the catastrophe in game week 13 when I scored 20, 29 minus 4. So it's been steady progress since then over the last three game weeks, you know, rising 300,000 places. So the key to that was just, you know, staying patient and, and you know, not knee-jerking. A captain, Salah, who got 42 points, 
Uh, now that I think of it, I think that's actually the song that was stuck in my head. So that's just clicked. Salah captain, 42 points, away to Bournemouth. Um, quite a lot of people asked me afterwards why did I captain Salah when I had a Bamiang at home to Huddersfield. And there was a couple of reasons, really, um, that made me go for Salah. I was on, I had the armband on a Bamiang all week last week. And then on Friday, I changed it to, to Salah. And I, I mentioned on the FPL show that that was likely to happen. Um, mainly because Salah got his rest midweek. So I knew he was going to play against Bournemouth. And Bournemouth had been conceding a lot of chances in the run-up to that Liverpool game. And I just never have any faith in that Bournemouth defence. I always think they'll, they'll concede goals. So that looked good for Salah. The other reason was Aubameyang had played two games already. Last week, two 90-minute games. So I had a slight worry that Aubameyang would get a rest for the Huddersfield game. He didn't, but that was part of the, part of the reasoning uh, why I went for Salah as well. Big question this week I need to answer now is, you know, do I keep Salah or do I take his points and run? Because part of my plan this week was to do Salah to Sterling. So that just got a lot, an awful lot harder given Salah's hat-trick and his performance. You know, is he back to his best now? Can we expect to see more similar performances? So I'll be weighing that up over the next couple of days. And I'm just waiting to see what happens in the Champions League as well uh, before I do anything. Um, because Son is another player who's on my radar. So I want to see if he plays against Barcelona. If Son plays 90 minutes, that may put me off Son for the weekend. But again, I'll talk about that when I get to transfers. Continue with the Game Week 16 review. Alonso and Hazard... Uh, that was a nice bonus to get points from them against City. I didn't really expect that. I was keeping Alonso and Hazard more so for their upcoming fixtures. So it was nice to, to get points from them at the weekend. Um, and obviously that boosted my rank because a lot of people have City players. I don't have any City players. So it was a good week not to have City players. Probably the first week this season that that was the case. Robertson, 11 points. He's just been immense since I brought him in. He's a season keeper. I can see myself just keeping him right the way through to game week 38. Don't even need to think about that spot in defence. Matt Doherty has been excellent as well. I brought him in four weeks ago, so he didn't do anything against Huddersfield the first week I brought him in. But since then, 19 points over the last three game weeks without clean sheets is it's just, you can't ask for any more. He's quickly becoming an FPL legend. Um, and I think if you don't have him, you've got to You've got to look at, at uh, ways to bring him in. He's still only five million, so he's very affordable. Again, like Robertson, I can see Doherty being a, a season keeper. Just don't need to worry about him in defence. Richarlison did the business as well. Uh, back-to-back goals for Richarlison. So very happy with him. Uh, a couple of questions on him later. You know, a couple of people are thinking about selling him now uh, because he's got Man City and Spurs next. But I'll give my views on that as well when I get to the Twitter questions. Moving on now to the watch list feature, which I which I update every week. So I've added uh, I've added five players to my watch list this week, and I've removed four. So I'm just going to talk through some of the reasons behind that. So the first player I've added is Roberto Pereira, Watford, six point two million. I, I watched Watford Everton last night, and he was a he was a standout performer in that game, as well as his two assists. He he had five shots on goal, so. You know, there's potential there for him to get back amongst the goals soon as well. Uh, Watford's fixtures are very good as well. I'm just getting them up in front of me here. Watford have Cardiff, West Ham, Chelsea, Newcastle, Bournemouth. So over the next five, the Chelsea game is the only really uh, difficult one. And I think going further ahead as well, they've got quite a few good fixtures You know, over the next seven or eight games. So Pereira is definitely someone I'm interested in. 
Um, he could even come in this week. Marcus Rashford is another one. Uh, over the last three weeks, he scored 7, 2 and 14. Uh, 6.8 million. He was very impressive against Fulham. He could have even had a bigger haul. Um, he had a few other good chances as well. Um, United do have Liverpool this weekend, so it's you know it's probably not an ideal time to be getting Rashford. But you know I'm someone who's looking for an Arnie replacement, and Rashford is someone I'm going to consider. Um, again, after the Liverpool game, United are a team who have a very good fixture on as well, right up until February. So after Liverpool, they've got Cardiff, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle. So if there was ever a time to get on Marcus Rashford, you know, now might be the time or, or possibly after the Liverpool game. So he's another one on the watch list. Another United player who caught my eye in that game was the right back, Diogo Dallo, the, the Portuguese kid. Uh, he's back-to-back 90 minutes now for the first time this season. He's 5.3 million. Um, United, you know, United haven't been keeping clean sheets. I think they've only got two uh, two this season but again looking at them fixtures after Liverpool you know could we see United starting to, to shut teams out again um, you know it could be a good time to maybe look towards United defence and hope that they do improve defensively and if this guy Dallow can nail down the right back spot um, I'll, I'll be very interested you know he created a lot of chances at the weekend putting good balls into the box I'm pretty sure um, looking at the stats he created three chances at the weekend, which which was as many as any defender, I think Dinya had three as well. So he's he's on the watch list for the first time. Um, and I'm just interested to see if United, you know, if United can start shutting teams out again, you know, over the Christmas period. Um, you know, Luke Shaw might be a player to look at again as well when he's fit. So that's that's why Dallow is is in my thoughts. An interesting option at Arsenal is Lucas Torreira. 5.1 million. You know, he's a defensively minded player, but over the last three weeks, he's got 6 6 11. Um, one thing on him to note is he is on four yellow cards, so so bear that in mind if you're thinking about bringing him in. Emery, it was very interesting the weekend. Emery played, he played Aubameyang and Lacazette, and he didn't play any attacking midfielders. He played Guendouzi, Shaka, and Torreira as a midfield three. And then he had the wing backs and and the and the centre backs. So it was, you know, it's the likes of Mkhitaryan, Ozil, Ramsey, Awobi. None of them started. So those three defensively minded midfielders, you know, they're going to get forward if there's no attacking midfielders on the pitch. And I think that's what makes Torreira very interesting for a defensively minded player. He's very effective around the opposition's penalty area. You know, he knows where the goal is uh, and he's very creative. So he's. He's a full package, really. He's a he's a brilliant footballer, and he, and he, as I said, he's the kind of FPL asset I would never really consider in the past. But you know, if he's going to be getting forward and if he's going to be posting goals and assists, I think we have to take notice of that. Um, so he's on the watch list. I, you know, I'm not going to be bringing him in this week. I want to, you know, I need a bigger sample size from Torreira before I consider bringing him in. But the the signs are good there, uh, and he does take set pieces from time to time as well. So. He he is he is someone to keep an eye on. the The last player I've added this week is Chicharito, the West Ham striker, six point four million. Again, over the last three game weeks, he's scored very well: thirteen, two, and nine. So he's got he's got three goals in his last three games, and as we know, West Ham's fixtures are are excellent. So with Arnautovic out, 
Chicharito seems to have nailed down the the striking spot for himself. So he's he's someone again. I'm going to look at this week when I'm looking for a a replacement for Arnie. There's probably four players I'm looking at to replace Arnie. There's Mitrovic, there's Rashford, there's Chicharito, and there's one more. Who's the other one? Uh, Callum Wilson. Um, I haven't owned Callum Wilson all season, but if he was past fit for the weekend, you know, I would be considering again Arnie to Wilson. So those are the four that are in my thoughts for Arnie replacements. Moving on now to four players I've removed from the watch list this week. David Silva seems to have picked up an arc. Uh, his form's dropped off a little bit as well. He's been coming off early. And when it comes to City midfield, it's Sterling and Sani are the two guys I want to get in uh, before David Silva. Christian Eriksen is another I've removed. He he was benched alongside Harry Kane um, at the weekend. And he just seems to be more prone to rotation this season than he than he has been in previous seasons. We know he had a some kind of stomach complaint earlier in the season. And I know the Denmark coach was saying that it was a chronic problem, but Pochettino has played it down. But you know, seeing Eriksen on the bench quite often this season tells me that maybe there is more to that that we don't that we're not being told about. So again, with the Spurs midfield, it's Ali and Son who I'm more interested in than Christian Eriksen. Um, Trippier's probably going to be back soon as well which is going to diminish his appeal uh, with set pieces Martial is another player I've removed again another player who seems to be struggling with injury um, last couple of games he's you know had limited minutes or he's missed out altogether and I wasn't really interested in Martial anyway when, even when he was doing well I just find it hard to trust United attackers under Mourinho in FPL which is probably why I'll end up not going for Marcus Rashford because it just feels like it could it could end in tears um, as it often does with United players under Mourinho. The final player I've removed this week is Lacazette. So I'm an Aubameyang owner and I'm no longer interested in an Arsenal double-up in attack. Lacazette's, first, uh, Lacazette's last four games uh, when it comes to minutes is zero. 45, 25, 45. So, absolutely no interest in a player who's not going to be playing 90 minutes every week. Compare that to Aubameyang over the last four weeks. 90, 90, 90 and 90. So, that's all I need to know about the Arsenal strikers. Aubameyang is well ahead now, in my opinion, when it comes to that. Moving on to Twitter questions now. Some very good questions this week. I've picked out five of the best that cover some of the main talking points this week so hopefully that'll cover most topics the first one is from andrew scott if i could have three if i could have any three premium assets over the festive period who would they be so forgetting about budget if i could pick a team for the festive period not having to worry about money the first three names in my team would be raheem sterling mo salah and harry kane but obviously with the budget in fpl it's it's impossible to own all three of them. It's even pretty hard to own two of them. So I've I've only got one at the moment. I've got Salah, but I am considering him considering losing him this week to get in maybe Sterling or possibly Harry Kane. So it's 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 trying to juggle which ones to have at the right times is is the key. Second question was from Hogsrud. Uh, very good question. This one can Snodgrass match Felipe Anderson? Do we need to invest the extra two million? So, 
when when this question came in, I I went to Fancy Football Scout and I looked at the comparison tool because I was actually interested to see this myself because Felipe Anderson is someone who you know I'm interested in. You know, five goals in the last six games. He looks the real deal. But Snodgrass is is two million cheaper, and there's a lot you can do with that two million. So I wanted to kind of compare the stats on those two. So I've picked out a few. What I did was I looked at the stats from the last three game weeks because they both started the last three games. Um, so first of all, when it comes to touches in the final third over the last three, Snodgrass actually has more than Felipe Anderson. So that's a, a point in Snodgrass's favour there. When it comes to penalty area touches, uh, Felipe Anderson has 12. Snodgrass only has seven. Shots in the box over the last three, Felipe Anderson has four and Snodgrass has just one. But when it when it comes to assist potential, Snodgrass, this is where Snodgrass interests me because over the last three game weeks, chances created, Felipe Anderson has only created four chances, Snodgrass has created 11. So a lot more chances created by Snodgrass. Um, corners as well, Felipe Anderson has taken zero corners over the last three uh, Snodgrass has taken 15 so there's always potential there for assists so basically the way you need to look at it is you know do you want the goal scorer or do you want the guy who can take along with with assists and I, I just think going back to the question can Snodgrass match Felipe Anderson I think he could over the over the festive fixtures and I just think that two million saving can go a long way in the rest of your team so I think if I'm going to go for a West Ham midfielder I'm edging towards Snodgrass to save the cash. Um, I, you know, five goals and six is very impressive for Anderson, but I, I would expect that to, to tail off a little bit to regress. I don't see him keeping up that strike rate. So Snodgrass, I think, is a very good option. You know, he's he's pro- he's proven FPL pedigree as well from his time at Hull. You know, he was a very good he was a very good asset there. Um. So I think that's where I'm at at the moment. You know, before I looked at them stats, I was probably in favour of Felipe Anderson. But looking at those, you know, chances created and and you know assist potential for Snodgrass, and obviously he got his goal at the weekend as well. Um, I think I I think I would just go for for Snodgrass and save the two million and use it elsewhere. So very good question, Hogsrod. Thanks for that one, and it got me thinking as well. So thanks for that. Third question, uh, I um, I forgot to write down who this one was from. the The question was, is Kane worth a hit this week? Um, there might have been a couple of people asking this. Is maybe that's why I didn't write down the name. Kane is the standard captaincy option for game week seventeen, Burnley at home. So, I think you know people who are interested in getting Harry Kane for a hit, I would have no problem doing that because I would expect Harry Kane to pay you back instantly you know if not over the next few weeks when i take a hit i always you know evaluate it over three or four weeks um for example you know i brought in doherty for a hit Uh, he didn't do anything against huddersfield but he's paid that hit back over the last three game weeks so i would expect kane to pay you back and i presume if you bring him in you're going to captain him against burnley so i would have absolutely no problem taking a hit to get harry kane this week question four is from again I didn't write this down I'm, I'm a, sorry sorry for whoever asked this one but I, I've, I seem to have forgotten to, to write down the names of who was asking the questions here so this one was uh, should should we sell Richarlison for West Ham assets um, 
because he's, because of his next two fixtures, he's got City and Tottenham. With, with Richarlison, the way I'm looking at Richarlison this season is I'm looking at him as a season keeper. You know, I don't want to sell him just because he plays City and Tottenham next because I, I see that as a waste of two transfers because I'm going to have to sell him and I'm going to want him back in because he's got a great run of fixtures after those two games. So I'm just going to hold him and more than likely I'm just going to play him in those two fixtures. Um, City haven't been keeping clean sheets recently so Richarlison could easily get something there. Um, and Tottenham at home as well. You know, I would fancy Richarlison against anyone playing up front. Yeah, he did look very. He did look good again last night. Um, as I said, back to back goals. Richarlison has eight goals in fourteen appearances. You know, what more do you expect from a from a seven million midfielder? So I see absolutely no reason to get rid of him. I know some people are talking maybe to get rid of him to get to the likes of Son uh, or these kind of players, but. I don't think I would sell him for, you know, Philippe Anderson or Snodgrass. I'm happy to hold him. To get, if I'm going to get one of those West Ham midfielders, it's probably going to be for Madison or if I can upgrade my fifth midfielder, who's Danny Ward at the moment. I, I'm not even thinking about selling Richardson at the moment. As I say, I just I just feel it's it's a waste of two transfers because you're probably going to want him back. Um, them transfers can be used elsewhere. If you don't want to play him against City and Spurs, just bench him. I'm sure you've got players who could come in and do a job for you. Um, so that's my views on Richardson. He's a hold for me. Last question is from Tim. Martial, stick or twist? So Tim's got three million in the bank and he's he's asking, should he stick with Martial or not? I, I think I would just move him on, especially if I had three million in the bank. There's a lot of nice upgrades you can do there. You can go Martial to Sané. Or Martial to Deli Ali or Hyungman's son, um, you know, presuming you know, assuming you don't have those three already, um, Martial, you know, it's hard to trust him with his injury problems uh, and Mourinho. So I would, I would probably just move him on. Moving on now to captaincy for game week seventeen, Harry Kane is going to be the the, the leader of the poll this week. I would imagine at home to Burnley. Sterling is going to be popular as well at home to Everton. You know, will we see a backlash from Man City? Uh, Everton conceding two goals to Watford last night. You know, it's that's positive signs for owners of Man City assets. I think they'll you know rack up three or four against Everton. Aubameyang will probably have some interest as well playing away to Southampton. But yeah, it's probably going to be you know with Spurs assets and Man City assets are going to be the most popular captains this week. I haven't thought about mine yet because. There's probably a good chance I don't have whoever I captain this week. I probably don't own them yet. Um, you know the likes of Sterling. If I bring him in, I would probably captain him against Everton. If I went for Kane, I would captain them against Burnley. Um, the big the big thing I'm waiting to see tonight is the Barcelona Spurs game. The team sheets. If Youngman's son doesn't play, I'm pretty sure I'll get him this week. And if he didn't play tonight, uh, I would I would consider captaining him against. Burnley this weekend if I go for Son I won't go for Kane so a lot depends on tonight's team sheets you know Spurs need to beat Barcelona um, as far as I know so I would expect I would expect Son to play you know he's one of their best players so I'd be very surprised to see him bench tonight but I'm, I'm hopeful that it happens for my FPL team because that'll help me come to a decision uh, even if you know Kane even if Son started and you know got sixty or seventy minutes, I still think I'd be likely to go for him over Kane for for the weekend, and and I would consider captaining him as well. But 
if I was to do a move that brought in Son and Sterling, I think Sterling would be my captain against Everton. So that's where I'm at at captaincy. I really don't know yet until I make my transfers. And that Spurs game tonight is going to have a big bearing on what I do this week. Moving in to talk about the transfer. So I've got two frees. Initially, my plan this week was... This was before Salah scored his hat-trick. So I was thinking of doing Salah, Madison and Arnautovic out for Sterling, Son and Mitrovic. I really like the look of Mitrovic's next four fixtures and you know I'm not going to let the four yellow cards put me off because I think points can be lost you know avoiding a player because of the yellow card situation that happened to me with Diego Costa a couple of seasons ago you know I didn't get him in because he was on four yellow cards and he's Diego Costa and we were just you know he's going to get booked and he went for weeks and weeks without getting it and I just missed out on so many points because he was scoring goals um, so I, I, I'm not going to let that put me off Mitrovic uh, I can see him doing well over the next four game weeks. The problem I have with those three moves is, number one, Selan Salah is very hard now after what he done at the weekend. You know, is he back to his best? Um, the other problem I have is I've got 0, 0.0 million in the bank to do those transfers. So if I do them, it's probably going to have to be tonight or tomorrow because I can't afford any rises or falls. So I need to keep an eye. This is a rare week where I'm actually keeping an eye on fplstatistics.com because usually I don't worry about price changes and I just wait until Friday for transfers. But when it's a case of, you know, I've got I've got no wiggle room, I've got 0, 0.0 to play with, I need to, this may be a week where I need to act early. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, monitor that closely tonight and tomorrow um, and see what happens there. The other, you know, I've got quite a lot of options. With two free transfers, there's a lot of ways I could go. You know, I could make just one transfer and carry one. I could make two frees and I, I could go for the minus four. So Salah to Sterling is an option. Another option is to continue to avoid City and go Salah to, to Harry Kane, who I could captain this weekend. But again, I just feel that going without City players would be a bad move. Um... I expect them to, to bounce back and you know they've been hurting me this season so it's about time I got one of their players in and Sterling's the guy I want uh, as I said Son is an option the other option is to keep Salah and maybe just just do one transfer and sell Arnautovic for one of the strikers I mentioned you know Mitrovic Rashford Chicharito or Wilson and, and carry a transfer but again that means no City coverage and I don't like that idea Madison out is something I've mentioned, but he's got a good fixture against Palace. I feel you know I've Madison's done well for me recently, uh, and he did look good again against Spurs despite not getting any returns. I think he'd perform a lot better when Vardy gets back in the team. But the other option then is just keep Madison for the Palace game and then sell him. So again, it's there's so many options I can I can so many routes I can go this week and. I always hate that. I would much rather if it was just pretty obvious what I should do because there's much more chance of getting things wrong this week. Um, so very interesting. Again, it's only Tuesday. As I said, the Champions League lineups are going to have a big bearing on what I do. So I'm just going to see how see how the bars see how Spurs line up tonight. See how Kane looks. See how Son looks. See how Ali looks, uh, and that might change my thinking. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Um, before I go, I just want to say a thank you to all the new patrons who've signed up since the last podcast. 
our Slack channel has gone into overdrive now uh, with the festive fixtures and, and games coming thick and fast. So the Slack channel is a great place to be now. You know, loads of great discussion every day. You know, 24 hours a day really because there's people in different time zones. So there's always someone there to bounce ideas with. Um, and now that we're, you know, it's the start of a new month. You know, it's early in the month. So now's a good time to sign up to Patreon because you can cancel any time before January 1st. So basically, you can get free access to my Slack channel now, between now and New Year's Day. You know, all you need to do is cancel before January 1st if you don't find it useful. It's You know, you get a free trial, basically. Um, all the info about that is at patreon.com forward slash FPL general. You'll find a link to that on my Twitter bio as well. And any questions, as always, just send me a DM and I'm happy to explain more about Patreon and Slack there. Another thing I wanted to mention is if you haven't already listen to the eye test podcast that i've been doing check those out uh, they're five minute podcasts roughly five minutes um you know I, I record them right after a game and upload them just some of the some of my thoughts from an fpl perspective so i did one for i did three in game week uh 16 there's one there for bournemouth liverpool there's one for leicester spurs and i did one last night for everton uh watford so check those out uh they're very useful, especially for people who maybe didn't see the games or didn't get to watch all the games. Just a few few points that, that you might find helpful when making your transfers. Thanks, as always, for listening, folks. Feedback is always welcome on the podcast and feedback on the ITES podcast as well. Send it my way. I'm always looking to improve things and, and offer the best uh, podcast possible. Good luck in Game Week 17. I'll be back. I'll be back next Tuesday with episode 22 and then I'm probably going to take a week off for Christmas heading back to Ireland for Christmas so I'm probably going to do a switch off from from around the 21st to the 30th just going to catch up with family and friends and just forget about the podcast and stuff like that so as I say I'll be back next week uh, with the last episode before Christmas cheers folks <laughs>